The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Like I say, every week we got a great show. I got my main buddy on the line today, uh, returning. Former NBA player registrated, you know what I mean? Feel my love, brother, feel my love. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, Red. Uh, uh, might be cutting in and out, Red. If you don't hear me, just keep talking. You know, I'm on my okay. way to uh, the airport to come to Denver. Come out that way, you know. Wow. All right, there you go. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah, that's, why, that's one of the things I like about you, man, because what makes America so great is a different perspective. And not only do you have that Midwest perspective, you got the, uh, you know, you got the Chicago thing, you got the Denver, Wyoming, Arizona. Uh, you're, you're, you're a voice of many people. Uh, uh, some people call it schizophrenia, but I call it just uh, being, uh, <laughs> having a wide variety of personality. <laughs> it's funny, too. It's great things happen. I can't help getting a hold of Tim Bro. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I got a hold of, uh, actually, Ron Dean from San Diego called me. He played football. Okay. I don't know if you remember him, but he's from uh-huh. San Diego, played football with me. All right. All right. So so it's good to get everybody, you know, it's like that we know we're there, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's get started. Let's say, you know, I know last week we ended up missing each other, but that was yep. good. I had to, you know, take care of some things so I got. But, you know. Hey, the NCAA is over with. Like we talked before, Kentucky, you know, uh, let's start with them. Uh, we thought they were going to go undefeated, and they, I knew when they played Notre Dame, they were beatable. What did you think? Yeah. Well, uh, in the end, I'm just like any other sports fan, and I wanted to see a really good game. Uh, and I thought, like everybody else, they had a really good chance of winning the whole thing. But one of the things that surprised me, and I guess it shouldn't have, because, you know, this era of one and done that everybody's doing, is when the underclassmen declared themselves for the draft. Seven players for Kentucky uh, uh, declared themselves eligible for the draft. So in my mind, I thought to myself, to my goodness, even two guys off the bench said, <laughs> I feel good enough about my chances to make this jump. Uh, and I said, that's, that's a talented team. That's a talented team. Uh, and being an ex-player, you know, I've thought about a whole host of things. You know, what's the average length of time uh, when you get to play in professional sports, uh, how hard it is in the regular world after you play professional sports. And so, you know, I take my hat off to these guys. They're tremendous athletes. Uh, I think, you know, they had their 
uh, eye on the one and done or two and done prior to even going to Kentucky. I wish them the best as they transition on into this professional world. But, um, man, I, I hope that they uh, did not burn any bridges uh, because, you know, basketball, that's, of course, is a very short shelf life. I uh, couldn't help but uh, look at the, the NBA D League last night. And, uh, you know, it's just in the championship filled with elite players who are elite guys a year or two or three ago in college that are now in the developmental league. There's only so many guaranteed spots, you know, for guys that are coming out. So, uh, you know, I, I wish these guys the best of luck. I saw Ricky Winslow's son, uh, I forgot his name, but Winslow, uh, he declared for, for Duke. A lot of underclassmen. Uh, it makes me wonder how many four-year guys will, uh, you know, get picked up. Yeah, and you're right, Red. I seem like I said, I think four guys declare, you know. It's like, when is that program ever going to just, like, you know, um, just keep building? I mean, you know, you got one and done. That's hurting the program. I mean, well, look, look. You know, Red. Uh, you think that it would. You think that it would. I should start off with what, I, what we know for. And let me go wow. back. We got to get off the touchy. Wyoming, you know, um, you were there. They ended up winning the um, championship. Oh, that was a beautiful thing. Uh, uh-huh. What's uh-huh. ahead for Wyoming? I'm sorry. I should start off with that, Red. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Through sickness and all kind of obstacles, you know, I think two or three of Key players had uh, Mono, Mono. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys battled and fought and gave a tremendous performance to win the Mountain West tournament. I mean, I was so happy for those guys, and and you know they they accomplished something that I was unable to ever do my four years there. And for a team that was very well coached and has great role players to accomplish that. Uh, against some uh, teams that were favorited, like San Diego State. What a heck of mm-hmm. an uh, accomplishment. What a great thing for that team, those kids. What a great thing for the university. Um, you know, they got into the NCAA tournament, and, uh, you know, they, they had gaps, uh, which they couldn't take advantage of, and the other team took advantage of. And, and unfortunately, they couldn't uh, proceed further than the first round. But, but, you know, uh, the amount of wins that they had this year, a 20-plus win season, uh, tied in with some great players. Uh, I, you know, I, I see this a very, very good, good, good sign for you. Wow. You know, Red, and I'm sorry, I, that's why I should start off with because, you know, I mean, everybody in the country is like, you know, when I turn on the TV, it's about Wyoming, Wyoming. But, and um, I got a, uh, a message from a guy that went to the game. I ain't going to put his name out there, but he like, oh, they're losing the first game. I'll be out of here. But they, when they started winning, they won out there the first game, the second game. And, you know, man, I was like everybody, man, I was on it, man. Wyoming, I tell you what, I tell you what, and, and from my standpoint, you know, I had a lot of friends that went out there, and there was a lot of big names, big names in the Wyoming world that were out there. You know, Finnis was out there, uh, mm-hmm. Finnis Dimple was out there, Theo Radliff was out there, uh, Turk Boyd was out there, uh, uh, Justin French from, you know, uh, I don't know if uh, Marcus Dale and those guys were out there, but there was a lot of names of a lot of guys who have went through the program and bleed brown and gold and love the university and you know, have a lot of pride in what it's doing. They went out there to, 
salute these guys on. And I tell you what, they flat out did not uh, disappoint. When we won, and I'm gonna say we. <laughs> when we won the Mountain West tournament, my phone was literally blowing up with people that I hadn't heard from in years. I mean, the emotion level was. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of kids born nine months from the date of when they. <laughs> You know, Slate, uh, I heard there was more Wyoming fans there than the other teams, you know. Isn't that funny? That's a great thing. That doesn't surprise me. You know, the unique thing about Wyoming is it's only one of two universities where, you know, in the whole state, it's the only four-year program. So, uh, you know, and it doesn't have a, a professional team. So when people are behind you in Wyoming, they're behind I mean, these are folks that are willing to drive two hours, three hours, four hours just to watch the game, you know. Uh, so the support is there, and it's on us. Oh, I'm sorry, it's on the uh, athletic director and the people building the programs, the coaches, to make sure that they 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 uh, they get some good kids in there. Good kids, first of all, good kids of character, and also some good coaches that can teach and guide these kids. You know, I was looking at a quote this morning, uh, Alexander the Great. Uh, you know, everybody knows who Alexander is. And as a business person, I model a lot of my meetings and things around what he says. And uh, he, there's a quote that he has that goes, now, I'd rather fight a team full of lions guided by a sheep than a than a, than a than a than an army full of sheep guided by a lion. It's all about leadership. It's all about leadership. You know, Greg Popovich is a great example of that. He has a guy in the NBA with the Spurs. Here, here's a guy who has a, all talented, but his greatest star is, is, is far beyond his peak. But he's got some role guys believing in themselves so much that they're doing and accomplishing things that they otherwise would not have done had they not had leading, uh, the leadership and the guidance that uh, Coach Popovich has provided. Same thing, I think, goes on with uh, Coach Shiat. Uh, you know, he's got some talented kids there, but he's got more role player than talented kids. And he's had some guys step up with sheer heart and belief. And that's huge when a coach can uh, 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 bring that out of somebody, you know? Grant, let's talk about um, let's talk about that a little bit more because you say role player. That's how great teams and coaches become great. I mean, look at Belichick for New England. You know who your stars are. You got role players. Know their roles. San Antonio, you know their roles. Why is it more people are taking the time at to know their role, their role player? When you get to become like a seven-year uh, veteran that, you know, my role is just come in and give them two, three minutes, a great deal, four points. Why isn't that more? Because they still got that pride, Red? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because ego gets you. You have to have uh, a certain amount of ego and confidence. That's what helps you in that transition from high school to college, and certainly college to the pros. And it's hard uh, fitting into a, a, a different role, you know. Uh, so, somebody's got to be the plant. Somebody's got to be the pot, you know. Uh, and it's hard when you've been the plant and the uh, figure of everybody's attention, and all of a sudden you're just the pot, you know. But, but that pot serves a role, uh, you know. But, but, but uh, you know, it's hard to make that transition for a lot of guys. 
and, and, and that's a stigma that I that you see a lot, and it prevents people from doing their best. Well, Ray, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more. We'll get a little bit more about why, but then I want to get into something about you real quick before we start talking about the NBA. But this is James Lover, my guest, former NBA player, legislator. We're feeling the red. Feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm back with my guest, Reggie Slate. Still there is? I'm the love, brother. I'm still here. That's what I'm talking about. Well, really, you know, um, I was talking to um, a friend of mine. Like I said, uh, Ryan Davis played football, and I ended up talking with school, and he said that um, they put $44 million into the football stadium and all. And right. you know, also, you know, the basketball stadium just got remodeled by uh, Marcus. What was it done? Browning? Was it Browning? Yep. Yep. Yeah, Brown. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the facility there. You know, and I talked to the guy there. I said, we're not going to get no five-star athletes going to come to Wyoming. That's not going to happen because it's Wyoming, you know. It's the area. It's not because of school, because, you know, it's the area. Most five-star want to go to, like, a big city place. But we can get some three or two that can make the program great. What do they need to do, Ray, to get out and get these guys? Well, I think they're in the middle of doing it. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I agree and I don't agree with your statement on that part because, I mean, uh, we can get some pretty good, the, th- the thing about, the thing about young people is they, they, they grow. So, I mean, two people come to my mind immediately. One is Theo, and that's somebody I played with. You know, when he came to Wyoming, 
he was only about six six, maybe six seven. And mm. between his freshman and his senior year, he grew three inches and turned mm. out to be uh, the 18th pick, I believe, in the first round. That's but, a heck of a talent. And, and uh, you know, he was recruited by Alabama, I believe, uh, which is a big school. Uh, so, uh, you know, you can get guys there. It's just what is it that they see when they get there? Is it the quality or the quantity? Because you can get a guy and say, uh, hey, you can come to this program, and we have a story history, and we do this and we do that, but you might pay a very little bit. Or, you know, hey, we have a great history of building to get better. We want you a part of that so you can be cemented in, in the cowboy lore and that type of thing and, and see who you get from that, you know. Uh, but, but, but what they're doing by improving the stadium with the basketball, given the facelift that they did there, and they're not finished. And what they're doing by improving this, uh, putting $44 million, I believe, into the football program. They're doing what they can right now to attract that talent that we so desperately need. You there, Russ? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and I agree. I, I, I told you because look at what they had us. They had us at, and I don't agree with this. I don't know about you, but I don't agree how they put these stars on the kids because they had us as a one-star, me, Sarge, and all of us. Mm-hmm. And look what we did for the program. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know it's, it's all... People would say, a one-star, well, I would take a one-star, you know, to go to a Division One school, you know? Uh-huh. Absolutely. I, I completely so, agree with you. I, I totally agree with what you said. Well, you know, it's how you adapt to that school and the program. You go in there and say, hey, I'm going to go get me a running back. I need a running back. And he go out there and play. That's what you get, you know? Like you said with Theo, look how he grew and became a great player. Look how you were answered. And fitness and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. But, but, but what it takes is to get these guys, one difference between uh, when we were in there, the one difference between, uh, you know, the 1980s and when you and I were there and, and where it is right now is, you know, they have, the guys have YouTube and all, and, 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 and cell phones. So they can communicate and, and the word spread about, what a program's like, what it's like academically, what it's like uh, after hours, so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, uh, investing in the structure, again, that's, that's in my opinion, that's, 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 that's step one of creating an atmosphere and an environment that is alluring to these future student-athletes, you know, and something that will build it up. You know, I always look at, for me personally, I laugh uh, to myself because I always see Butler University in 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 the, in, in the uh, tournament every year, and I think Butler is somewhat like Laramie. Uh, you know, each, everybody can do their research and you know come to their own conclusions. And why do you bring up Butler, Rich? Because in 1991, Butler played at the University of Wyoming. I was there in the NIT, and we walked them. And moved on, and then we, we lost to Colorado afterwards. Now, what happened in Butler's program, who's in Indiana, in a remote and small town, what happened to their program where they ascended and <laughs> became a permanent fixture in the NCAA tournament, where Wyoming, you know, we went through some rough years, and we, you know, we peaked a little bit when you had Marcus Daly and those guys there, but we kind of went back down. But now it looks like we're going up. I mean, it's all about getting the right talent and attracting the right kids, and, and that starts with your leadership. 
You know, you'd rather have a, a team full of seat role players, guys that, you know, that will follow you through a brick wall led by a lion than vice versa. Well, what do you think? Well, we'll check. Because, you know, like, um, you know, um, guys that like to go to, say, Miami, Florida, you know, you got all that out there that, you know, Wyoming don't have a beach or nothing like that. What would be the attraction of bringing the kids to Wyoming, Red? Well, uh, 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 you know, one of the attractions that had me there, and it wasn't like I was a highly, highly sought out guy, was uh, uh, when I got there, they had a team full of seniors. So I was going to be able to play immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, having the ability to play right off the, you know, your freshman year and not having to register, that's a big thing. But, 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 you know, when I, when I got there, they showed me a gr- really good time and, 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 and it's all about feeling comfortable. I mean, there's some, there's some great guys out there that play sports that don't feel it necessarily feel you and I are molds of what it looks like to have fun. For instance, you know, I played the pros for a number of years and I played against Carl Malone. He loved the outside. He loved the outdoors. And he was an African-American kid, an African-American guy. Uh, you look at, uh, from over here, Larry Nance, same thing. Loves the outdoors, like, loves hunting, loves fishing. You know, whereas I, you and I might say we like things that are more uh, consistent uh, to the urban lifestyle. These guys are looking for rural places to go, and they're pretty darn good players. So, you know, I don't want to get tied up into the fact that, you know, only, only you know, you can only be a big city. You can only be in New York or Boston or something like that. I mean, go to Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse ain't nothing but old, cold uh, part of New York. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the history. It's, it's, it's what, you know, it's the, the, the support from the, from, the, from the student program. Those things are just built up over the years and turned it into what it is right now. I totally got to hear you on that because I looked at the same thing you looked at around me. And I'm going to play without, you know, sitting out. And then, you know, I don't know if this was for you, but this was for me. Was, when I came from Chicago, I was tired of the big city. I wanted to be like Wyoming, comfortable with all that distraction. I mean, absolutely. To play ball and go to school. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I kind of welcomed the quiet from being in the city where it was always something going on and, and usually it wasn't something good uh, you know not to say that you can't get in trouble in, in a small town uh, but uh, it's, it's a little different you know and for me Wyoming was a uh, a breath of fresh air and a side of the coin that I had not previously seen and you know I, I really really appreciate the people there you know to this day and that's one of the reasons why I go back so often I uh, love going back there and seeing those people. Those are great people at, at the university. Yeah. Uh, love them to death. And, and, uh, yeah. uh, that's why is it fair to say, Red, we felt safe huh? to Wyoming? Is that fair to say? What did you say? Is it fair to say we felt safe there? You know what I mean? I'm sorry, say the question again? I say, is it fair to say we felt safe at Wyoming? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you feel safe at the university because when I was there, uh, you know, it's just, um, again, everybody knows the name, and that's good and it's bad. And, you know, again, every kid, I don't care where you're from, big or small, you're going to do your experiments, and there's going to be a little bit of trouble here and there. But, mm-hmm. but but for the most part, you have good people around you. 
You know, um, I had great people around me during that during my time there. Um, so you know, again, that's again one of the reasons why I continue to go back and and, and try to give back as much as I can. Yeah, I pay forward. I'm to do that more too, too, Ed. Yeah. But alright, I want to get into something I've been noticing. It's been really amazing to me. I want to talk to you about it. You know, you're a big guy. I mean, you're a big person on Facebook. You post a lot. And it's amazing when I see you when you post some pictures of what you were playing. I mean, and I see you, you know, there, and I see the players that you're playing with. I mean, how how is that, Red, just to go back and see those pictures which will make you think about what you were playing, Red? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> I miss those days. You know, I miss, I miss the competition. I miss the camaraderie. Uh, I miss the being able to, to to physically do some of the things I used to do. And those are memories uh, that, man, I will have forever. And I love that. But you know. Uh, I was thinking this morning, I had a, a thing with my elementary son. Uh, my son is in elementary school, and his dad with donuts, you know. And I'm walking by the mirror as I get up this morning, I'm looking at my gut. <laughs> and I said, you know, 25 years ago, I was, you know, preparing to go train for something, you know, for the season, for the preseason, for postseason. And, you know, you got to be strict with your diet. But I didn't have things that count as much now, which is my children. And now, you know, I'm sitting up here adding on to my luggage, my, my tire around my belly, but I've got a, a, a kid. And, and, you know, I'm so thankful for what, what was, but I'm, I'm also eager for what will be, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I mean, it's, it's all in what you want to invest your time in, you know, and, and, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm a proponent of investing in your kids, kids of the future. And just a little thing, showing them that you care, showing them that you want to be around, that means a lot to them. Well, this is, uh, we got to take a break. We'll come back, we'll talk about the NBA. And, uh, and I got one more question we'll come back about when I the pitch I see you post. I want to get your reaction on But this is Jay uh-huh. my guest, Reggie. Feel that, Reggie? Feel the love, feel the love. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. 
formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest, former NBA player Reggie Slate. You there, Reggie? Feel the love, brother. Feel the love. Yeah. Hey, before we start to get into the NBA playoff, I just, another picture amazed me because, you know, back in the days I was a big, I'm still a big NBA fan, but, you know, uh, you know, it tapered off a little. But um, I've seen you with a picture with the infamous um, Joey Crawford. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my man Joey. Yeah, yeah. How is he? He's the, one of the guys who've been in the league. Rich, how long have you been there? I mean, one of the great... He's been there forever, man. He's been there forever. Uh, Joey, Joey's always been... You know, Joey... I mean, I think Joey's just like all of us. But he's human just like all of us. And, yeah, he's probably a little bit more stern. You know, the first time I ever... What I, how, I, how I developed the relationship with Joey was... Uh, you know, when I played, if you look at any pictures I post, you know, I'm always almost always the shortest guy there. Even the guards are taller than me. So when I went there, and if I was going to make an impact... I had to go out there and just kind of bang people around, right? And so there was one incident. There was one incident. Hold, hold on one second. There was one incident where I was pretty physical. We were in Sacramento, and I was kind of hitting guys probably a little bit harder than I should. You know, just you know, if I'm going to follow you, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> you know? Right. And, so, and so Joey came down court after a couple of times with me just, you know, it was like they had the hold field in there or something, Mike Tyson. And, uh, you know, I'm hitting him with the body. I'm giving him body shots. And um, he said, he just stopped and said, Reggie, where are you from? I'm from Cashman Gulf. You from Texas. And he looked at me and said, I'm from South Philly. I'll kick your ass. You keep on doing this type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now get your act together and come out and play, you know. <laughs> and it was just there, man, just that type of uh, introduction, you know. Uh, I never will forget that. He's always been really, really, really cool with me, man. And uh, as a matter of fact, about yeah. a year ago, two years ago, right. I was... Uh, well, he, he's old school, though, right, Rez? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and about two... Here's the thing about Joe. About two years ago, I was in... Uh, I got some four seats to a game, and he happened to be coaching. And he and I, at a timeout, began talking as if we hadn't seen each other in years. It was so cool, you know? Uh, but, but man, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Hey, 
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. And we're back. we got a little cutoff there, but we back, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess. Ready to play the rest? Yes, sir. Film the love. I'm here. Uh, we made it back. We made it back. Trying to get to this. That uh, probably was mine. Trying to get to this there for you. know how that is. But, um, Red, you know, let's get into the big playoff. Okay. Playoff already started. You know, uh, you know we got to talk about my Bulls. You know, Derek Rose is back. You know, he played uh, a few days, 20 minutes. How do you think he's looking? I mean, I think his do will die with him. You know he had to play great because it's over with if he get hurt again. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't had an opportunity to watch him play, honestly. But I, you, I think you're right. He's been through uh, a lot. And not just with, physically with, the, with his injuries, but mentally. You know, because I, I think the guy has a huge heart. And he wants to do so much. And he's such a talent that, you know, there's, there's, there's mental obstacles that he needs to get through as well. So, you know, hats off to him for uh, coming back this season. And, uh, you know, if he's back out there playing, must he's out there ready to do some damage, you know. So, you know, I, I look forward to, to seeing them because they still have a really good team with uh, uh, Butler and, and all these other guys. Uh, you know, as the playoffs begin, I'm really looking for them to make an impact. Uh, you know, some of the other teams out there to look for. Uh, you know, I, 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 one of the things I found loving that was funny was, um, you know, we're talking about the MVP, right? Everybody's talking about the MVP and, and, and Stephen Curry. Right. Stephen Curry's doing a great job out there, and they're talking about Harding. And J.R. Smith, who is now a teammate of uh, LeBron, made the comment that, you know, LeBron could be a MVP any year. I found that pretty interesting, and his reason behind saying that was 
You know, look at look at the Miami Heat. Team he just left. There's a good chance that they may not even make it into the playoffs. You know, from him leaving. And look at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, this is a team who has been struggling ever since he left four or five years ago, and all of a sudden, they're you know you know a, a team to be reckoned with going into the playoffs. So you know somebody with that type of impact, you know, you, you start questioning what is it that they base the MVP on? The impact he has, the year he has statistically, uh, or what? Uh, but anyway, you cut it up. I think there's a good case that, you know, everybody's talking about uh, Bob Curry and they're talking about James Harden. But LeBron James is still, you know, he's, a, he's still at the top of his game. He's still a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, but you know this, Red. The MVP never is a person that really helps their team. It's all the person that they give it through the scoring, right? You know, I thought, like you said, the MVP was supposed to be the first to help your team move forward, right? Right, right, right. Well, you, you know, know and it's going to be a yeah, person uh-huh. like a, um, uh, what's the guy last year, um, Reds, played with the first and beat um, LeBron up? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know you're talking about the guy that was the finals MVP. Uh, I can't right. remember his name, but he is a perfect example of a role exactly. player that Pop got to believe in himself. And, and, I mean, he's just wow. He just went out there and performed like crazy. He didn't listen to the hype, uh, you know. That and, 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 and you know, my hat's off a pop for for coaching this guy and teaching this guy this stuff. Because so often we 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 as people uh, let outside things determine how we're going to react. You know, he could he could read the newspapers and 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 and, and fill his head full of you know LeBron can't stop, LeBron this, LeBron that, LeBron that. But I think what Pop got this guy do is to stop focusing on LeBron so much and just focus on yourself. Focus on the team. Do the best that you can do. And I think that translated to the outcome of this tournament. You know? Uh, not tournament, I'm sorry. The, 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 outside, uh, the outcome of the, of the series. I mean, he did a fantastic job. Yeah, the excellent job. But well, that's my point. I mean, he was the MVP of the series. I mean, for the playoff, but those type of guys that do that during the, the season, you know what I'm saying? It's not getting that recognition that every time they play LeBron, he holds LeBron to 15 points. And you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But you know what? That takes a special type of guy. And that takes somebody that's mentally tough, you know, because uh, that's a heck of a, you know, because uh, everybody's there. You know, it's kind of like when I played with Kevin Garnett. You know, he's a big ticket. That's what we used to call him because everybody wants to see him perform. You know, when he was in his heyday, uh, when Kobe was in his heyday, everybody wanted to see him. You know, now it's LeBron's turn. Everybody wants to see him. So, coach, uh, referees, you know, it's just people, too. They're going to get starstruck, and, and, they, and they're probably going to give him the benefit of the doubt on a lot of calls. But even with all that, and knowing all that, he still, probably was able to focus, I think it's Quarley Leonard, I think, or something to that effect. He was still able to focus his player to to adapt and, and, and just focus on the team and not what everybody else is saying. Again, man, my hat's off to him because that's that's a mental toughness. That's just total mental toughness right there. That is. Uh, very much. Let's go on over to uh and that's why I love sports. And and, and this and it's very curious to me, love, <coughs> why we as sports players and so many of our peers don't take that into account as we transition into the regular world. 
that same focus, that same determination, that same goal-setting type of thing. It's very important that we take that off the field, off the court, and into the real world. Because if we do that, if we maintain our mental toughness and our mental strength, then there's all kinds of incredible things that we can accomplish. But for some reason, guys, the majority of guys do not do that. And that's always puzzled. I can't can remember being on a, a winning team, and I don't care if you're down by one or if you're down by 20. Nobody gives up. Nobody gives up. But what mm-hmm. happens when we get into the real world and, you know, we, we, we hit a tough spot with our job or with our family or something like that? Hell, it seems like everybody's they're in line to quit. <laughs> you know, they just stick with it. They just stick with it. Let me ask you this, Brad. Do you find yourself after sports? Because this is me. That after sports, I'm still so competitive. Even in the world, the work world, or the sports, because you want to see it done. You want to succeed. That's how you are in sports. Sports got you that way that you give all your best, your heart. There's no give up. Am I right? Isn't that? Because you, like you said it, you take that off the field to the work field or your home thing that, you know, I'm going to make this, you know, happen. Absolutely. Well, oh. it, it, you know, I'm sorry. I, it, when the moment comes, I'm still like everybody else. Anticipation is the hard part, waiting for it to happen. But when the bright lights come on and it's time to show and prove, I still love that. I still love it, you know, because it's. Uh, I think most athletes are conditioned to be like that. It's just that because we don't continue that mental fight of staying in the game, when it's time to show up, we're not there because we already left. But, mm-hmm. but, but but if you stay in the game, if you see, take, uh, keep on believing, keep digging, keep going forward, no matter what the distractions are, you'll find yourself at bat, or you'll find yourself in that in, in, the, in that in the opportunity to step up. You know what yeah. I mean? And oftentimes, as we've gotten older, it's not your teammates that you're defending, but it's more of your family. And so, you know, as hard and as committed as you were to that team, it should translate to your family, your kids, your brothers, your sister, your mother whoever that may be, and, you know, I, I found myself, again, just personally speaking, the anticipation of whatever big project I'm going for, whether it's a business proposition, whether it's uh, anything of that nature, which is what I'm constantly surrounded with now, I'm still eager, and, you know, I still get the butterflies, but when I'm in that boardroom, and it's mano e mano, and I'm looking at you eyeball to eyeball, I love that, dude. It's a feeling like, it's a feeling There's not a lot of things that can relate to that, you know, but I'm prepared for that because I've been through that before. You know, it's just like watching a movie. There's no great movie that doesn't have a a hero that hasn't struggled. There's some part of his history, some part of his development where he struggled, where he had rock bottom, and that's the defining element of his character. And because he was able to get through that defining part of his history, of his story, he knows that he can do it again and again. And you have to put yourself in that position and being through the NBA. I mean, I can't uh, you know, I, I, uh, my son and I were talking about the difference between collegiate sports and professional sports. And in collegiate sports in the NCAA tournament, you see in the top, the cream of the crop, and you'll see a spectacular play more spectacular plays there than you will in uh, a regular college game. But the thing about the pros is, you see spectacular plays all the time. Any given <laughs> guy is, has the ability 
to do something that will drop your jaw, you know. It was partly because of belief and faith in themselves, and it's partly because they train so very hard. What happens when we train our mind and our body, and more so our mind, for their life after sports? Amazing things that happen all the time. <laughs> the mind, logic, things will happen all the time. And five people get used to it, you know? And to go back to the I love it when it's that, it's that, it's that, you know, it's on the line. Big decision. Are you going to run away? Hell no, I'm stepping up. You know, right. I'm not afraid to fail. Because I know if I keep going the way I am, I'm going to have another, even if I fail, I'm going to be putting this opportunity again. I'm swinging again, baby. Casey at bat. I'm getting excited talking about it. I'm sweating under my armpit. My head has a little bit of water on it. I can't wait to step into the ring right now. <laughs> I feel the love times pie. <laughs> hey, Rez, you think sports put a lot on people, these kids, that they can't handle it? I mean, look at, you know, uh, the, the gentleman, I don't know if you know, it's the running back from Nebraska, Lawrence Phillips, that went to the Rams in New England, came prison, and he killed his cellmate. You think sports put a lot on some of these kids that they can't handle it? Too much pressure? Or you think it's the sports, the coaches, or the the parents. I think it's themselves. I know employees that I have worked with before where it got too hot in the kids. Uh, my company, personally, I'm all about growth. The NBA, mm-hmm. the NFL, any entertainment industry, industry, they're all about growth. That's why they keep on renewing these TV contract deals. That's why they keep on uh, switching things around so that they can get more viewers, more people to buy in, so that there's more popularity and money to go around. I'm the very same way with my company. I'm constantly tweaking the thing because I want to grow. I want to go stronger. I want only the best people to work for me. And I've had people that have walked out and said, you know, this is just too much. It's too much responsibility. I've unfortunately known somebody that has, um, you know, one of the things that you said earlier, you know, he he just fell off and and he took not only his life, but his his wife, God bless her soul, their soul. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that's life. And that's pressure that you put on yourself. But I'll tell guys point blank. You want more you want more money? Accept more responsibility. You want to get yeah, paid like LeBron? Go train like LeBron. Well, LeBron is a huge uh, specimen. His, his body, he's this, he's that. Okay, well, train like Stephen Curry. Are you going to tell me that his body, he's a physical juggernaut? He's just a little bitty kid. But he's got a huge heart. You know, it's, 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 it's mental. It's, it's all the pressure that you put on yourself and some people can't. Accept pressure, and that's why it's very important that you know yourself. Whereas William Shakespeare said, "Thy own self be true." You can't live a life that your mom made for you, or that your dad, or your best friend, or your coach made for you. You have to look in the mirror every day, every player, every uh, CEO, every burger flipper, and say, "Okay, what is it that I want from me, and what do I want to accomplish?" Because whatever that is, there's going to be cost associated with it, and what is that cost? And most of the time, it's time. It's commitment to whatever it is. And if you're able to, 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 to embrace that, then you'll work out fine. But if, you, if you're trying to be something that somebody else wants you to be, but subconsciously you really don't want to be that, it's going to make life hard for you. You know? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a professional baseball player, basketball, football, collegiate. You know, I'd rather go hang out with the girls. They want me to go out there and get a couple more at back. They want to give me a couple more suicides. 
They want to give me a couple of, you know, in the waiting room for a couple of hours. I said, Cindy Lou over there. She's hot. And she's about to leave. <laughs> you know? It's all about what you accept, what challenges you accept. You know, where you're right. doing your life. This is what I, a question I want to ask you. And I've noticed, and I wanted your perspective on it. Why are there so many professional football players that are retiring right now? It seems like there's an mm-hmm. onslaught of that. You know what? I think it's it's more of everybody looking at it now as let's go ahead. They're looking at it now the injuries, you know, Reds. They scared of that um that um the concussion thing and, and look how the players afterwards they just they just messed up in life. So they figure get the two or three years they got, they got enough money and then go and fulfill your dream after that. You know, you got money two or three enough two or three years, but if you're trying to play nine or ten years, you'll be messed up no matter what because your head keep banging red. So yeah. they're looking at that. Hey, I got two or three good years and got enough money. I'm not gonna be so messed up. You know what I'm saying, red? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at the guy, the commentators on TV. Uh, you know, uh, and, and some of the great Hall of Famers, and some of these guys, you know, they were unusual and uncommon. They played more than 10 years professionally. And they yeah. seem okay, but I suppose they're not reflective of the the norm. I don't yeah. know, but, you know, Paul Merrill, whatever he is, his name is how you pronounce his name. He retired the other day. Uh, I saw a young guy, 24, 25 years old, retired. I'm like, yeah. man, this yeah, guy's all really of It's the long term effect, right? And they, they, they don't want that no more. You're going to have something. Trust me, you're going to have something. Yeah, well, uh, well, I, I, I suppose that means they're taking care of the money, which is a great thing. Yeah, because you know, you get retired, that, that money train goes out. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the, the entertainment industry makes way for the next third. You're out. Yeah, yeah, I know that well, right, we, well. We got to end the show. So I appreciate you again, man. Hey, thank you for the talk. Uh, be good. God bless uh, everybody, and I'll talk to y'all later. All right, James, uh, we'll be back next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 